As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel, where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. I want to say this. Andrew said on Friday in our YouTube-only game preview, he said, Ralph, you're ridiculous. The Raiders are terrible. If they stop Jacobs, the Raiders will turn into a freaking pumpkin. And they did. They didn't cross midfield until late in the fourth quarter. At one point, they had 120 yards of offense. This was a delight. Like, the Saints skull-dragged the Raiders – how much fun was this game for me at the Dome? Raiders fans were fighting each other in the bathroom. That's how much fun this game was as I'm driving home. And look, I know we want Carolina to win the game in overtime because 3-5 and five across the board in the NFC South is hilarious. But honestly, it doesn't even matter. Like, if you look at Atlanta – like they go four and four, or they're th- or they go three, four and one. They tie Carolina. Do you really think? Are you really like, oh my God, Carolina, Carolina and Atlanta? They were so much better. Like, dude, this division is there for the take and for the Saints. They shut out the Raiders, and I know the Raiders had flu run through their team, and they had a bunch of dudes missing, but that ain't our problem, right? So they didn't have Lattimore. Like the Saints, if they play like this, they'll win a bunch of games because their schedule is very manageable like don't turn the ball over don't commit penalties oh my god magic happens you can win and i know the saints only scored seven points in the second half but it felt like it felt like their offense totally controlled the game like it nope no i that, that it totally did ralph and I, I think when you look at the saints offensively like you, you said it look Andy dalton had the one interception where you know obviously very fortunate there that he doesn't get both feet in bounds because that, that was a big mistake. And that would have been a big turning point in the game to have a fumble there, but, or sorry, to have an interception. But uh, anyway, you know, look, I, I think the Saints offensively, look, they leaned on Taysom Hill and Kamara. And I think they've understood at this point that, you know, they may sprinkle a play in here to Olave here and there, but this offense is all about Kamara and Taysom. And as long as those two guys are healthy, I think this offense can continue to work by just force feeding them the football. Yeah. And listen, Give, uh, Kamara, he spoke up this week, and I think he spoke up as a guy that's like the veteran players for Saints. I think they really like Dennis Allen. I think they want to win for him. And, and listen, players know that if you lose, coaches get fired, 
players get traded and cut and they'll blow up the whole thing if the Saints don't win. Maybe not Tuesday, right, or this year, but eventually, like, if you're losing, like, they're going to blow up the whole thing. And I think the Saints veteran players like playing for the Saints. I think they like the environment. They like the culture. And I think Kamara realizes, look, if we don't start freaking winning, they're going to change stuff around here. And he delivered today, man. Like, he's, he talked about being better, and they were better today. And you know, Andrew, the thing that was shocking to me, like Peyton Turner, like he exists. He's a real person. He had two sacks. Like what is going on? Yeah, that that part was crazy. And, and that was probably my favorite part of the game. But, you know, guys, as we're doing this, by the way, Carolina just intercepted the ball. Marcus Mariota was just picked <laughs> off. Carolina's running it back to the 30. They're at Atlanta's 20. They can kick a field goal right now and win this game. So you're, you're listening to this slide. If you're listening to this recording later, uh, you, you, you're in the future. You already know what happens in this game. But we're giving this to you in real time. Mariota hit as he throws. You know, it, this is chaotic. We had a Saints game. I'm watching. I'm hate watching Carolina and Atlanta right now. You got Zion playing, so I'm gonna switch to the Pelicans as soon as this is over. But it, it is it is chaos today. But the dream of a four way tie in the NFC South at three and five. Now, if Carolina hangs on and wins this, technically they would have the tiebreaker and they would be in first place. Uh, but we're gonna talk more about that. I know we got some requests. Uh, Bud Rich, Hootab, we're gonna get to you guys in a second here. Uh, Carolina doesn't look like they're going to kick a field goal right away here because they don't trust their field goal kicker who missed the extra point. This game, by the way, is bananas. Uh, Carolina looked dead to rights. They tie it at 34 all on a Hail Mary to DJ Moore. (laughs) I mean, you talk about Atlanta being Atlanta, being the Falcons, finding ways to gag up games. It's what they do best. They're about to do it again. I mean, this is an even bigger calamity then they're collapsed in week one against the Saints. Dude, they end dude, up losing this. It, Caroline, like, I know we joke about the NFC South, but I'm serious when I say this, Andrew. Like, you got to consider Carolina to win the South. They're 3-0 in the division. I know. Do you, that, do you think they regret tra- trading McCaffrey away now? I mean, maybe a little. Maybe a little. Like, but here's the thing. Like, I think, like. Do you think they regret firing Matt Rule? No. No, 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 no. They don't look at they don't the, the, the owner's probably like, I should have fired that asshole. I should have fired him after they beat the Saints. <laughs> he should have just I wanted yeah. I wanted to yeah. I thought I was firing him when the Saints would beat him. I wanted to fire him after they lost the Saints. I should have fired him. But you know what it is with Carolina is their defense is pretty good. And like PJ Walker, he's not a good quarterback, but like they were getting nothing out of Baker Mayfield. Like literally nothing and now pj walker he can run around he can throw he can throw the ball like he can do things all right hang tight one second Ralph. all right so they're at the 15 yard line fourth and four carolina is about to kick the game-winning field goal now atlanta's already touched the ball so they don't get another chance here if carolina makes this this is a 33 yard attempt so it's basically the same distance as a regular extra point and atlanta's gonna ice them here so we're gonna we got a timeout atlanta so we have to wait a little bit longer but Carolina's about to kick what would be a game-winning field goal in overtime in Atlanta. And if this kick goes through the uprights, we're talking about a four-way tie in the NFC South with all four teams at three and five. And, and, and unbelievable development, as bad as the Saints have been this year, 
you're basically oh everyone's oh no like yeah. the winner of the division goes to the playoffs and hosts a playoff game so yeah. like forget all the all the turnovers the, the broken backs the toe That's injuries right. the rib injuries forget all that everybody's oh and oh and there's everything to play for um, hey, Car- hold, hold on a second ralph here we go they're lining up to kick this give you the information in real time and the kick is missed it is no oh good. my god he missed it again there's 554 left uh ralph, ralph we may be going for a tie no atlanta will probably win now like what are you I doing carolina i'm unbelievable this, this game is on drugs <laughs> this game is on drugs now, now, for those of you that didn't know this, so with, with 12 seconds in the game, Carolina scores on a 60-yard pass to tie this game. DJ Moore takes his helmet off to celebrate. So what was a regular extra point at 34-all goes back 15 yards, and so it becomes a 47-yard extra point, which the kicker misses. He's now missed a 33-yard game winner in overtime. So uh, this Ugh. kicker, Carolina's kicker, will not be having a job next week. <laughs> Speaking of the Saints, like, that's the only bad thing. Like, Lutz missed a short kick today. But if that's the only calamity the Saints have, like, I'll take it. Like, you know. Yeah, this- I mean, that, that, that's a bad miss. And, you know, look, if you're ever going to miss a kick, uh, let it be when you're about to get the ball back on the other side of the half and you're up three scores. Yeah. Like, that's – if you're ever going to miss a kick, I don't know if there ever is a good time and that's the right time to miss it, but you, you, you felt like Lutz had kind of fixed his problems, and so that is concerning. Well, uh, Ralph, I'm going to start to add some speakers here. So I know you guys have been waiting ahead. patiently, and I, and I want to thank you guys for doing so. Uh, we're going to go to you first. Hudad Davis, unmute yourself. Uh, we're, we're still kind of watching Carolina and, and Atlanta, so I might have to cut you off if something crazy happens, but give us your thoughts on and uh, how you feeling after today? Pete Warner is him. Alante Taylor is him. I'm happy for Marcus Davenport because he was arguably the best defensive lineman for the Saints today. And that's a I like that that's a shocker to me. I don't there's so much good I could take away from this game, but I want to give the defense the props. All right, the offense has been scoring 25 plus points per game over the last four weeks. All right, so we already know there's not the issue there. My main concern going into this game was could the Saints get pressure with the front four? And Davenport set the tone early. Alante Taylor set the set the edges with his perfect tackling. Okay, and that's all I got, man. Hats off to the defense. They probably well, wrong today. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you mentioned Davenport. Look, you look at the stat sheet. I think you're going to see two tackles, both for a loss. But I, I feel bad for Davenport, and the reason I say that is. He, he was absolutely dominant in this game. And when you look at the stat sheet, obviously Peyton Turner had two sacks. Cam Jordan had one. David Onyemata had a sack. And it, it, I just feel bad for Davenport because, to me, he was the one that was consistently wrecking the Raiders. And he, he won't show up on the stat sheet. He doesn't get sacks today. But make no mistake, Davenport was awesome. And I, I, I was bummed for him that statistically – it, he didn't get it. I mean, the, the Onyemata sack was all him. Like, he made that happen for Onyemata. He forced the, the car back up into the pocket where he was able to get sacked. But I, I just thought Davenport was excellent. So I'm really glad you brought that up. And, you know, bummer about the stat sheet. But that, that's one of the guys you single out when you talk about today and how good they were defensively. Look, you guys know I do the player grades if you're a patron. If you're not, by the way, please consider becoming a patron. Um, 
For $10 a month, you get all our written grades. You get our booze bundle that we'll ship to you. Uh, long run here by Mariota, by the way. The Falcons are now in field goal territory. They can win with a field goal. And uh, Yunwei Ku, obviously, you feel a lot better about him making a kick than you do Eddie Pinheiro. So uh, it looks like Atlanta may be winning this after all in our dreams of the four-way tie. Not looking good at present. Um, Kudad Davis, man, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you uh, weighing in. Uh, let's go to El Gunna. Unmute yourself. What are your thoughts? I like the pickup of Alante. And what's the quarter? The cornerback we bought from all the practice squad. Is it on junior? Chris Harris. Chris Harris is sadly locking down that position. And I think without the play of Alante and Chris Harris, we're talking about a different game. But I think we played an overall good game. Everybody had clean hands. And just a great Saints win today. Yeah, I mean, El Gunn, but those, the but, but, that, 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 that are a bit one of a big talking point I think that's going to happen this week is you don't have Lattimore in this game, and yet you hold Devontae mm-hmm. Adams to one catch for three yards. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah, it's crazy. Alante Taylor and Chris Harris got a lot to do with it. How do you feel about the Saints secondary moving forward? Now, you got Alante Taylor. I would say that Alante Taylor has maybe even made a case to start over a Debo when Lattimore comes in. Debo had his moments in this game, too. You know, I'm not hating on a Debo. He's a good player. Yeah. But how do you feel about the potential of Alante Taylor starting over a Debo, potentially? I wouldn't put him there yet. Just, just out of respect for a Debo the way he came along and been doing, doing his thing. I would like to see Alante play a little more in, in, in the slot, maybe, um, to, to just kind of keep him on the field with his aggression and his good tackling skills. But just let Adebo do his thing. I like our stable. Our stable played well today. So, like, our, our, D, our DBs got on point now. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, look, I, I think a lot of people were saying that injuries aren't an excuse, but you're starting to feel like you see why they traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Nobody's bringing that trade up today because of the way Alante yeah. Taylor played. And now you look at him and you're like, yeah, I can see why the Saints would want to try to find a way to get him on the field. So, you know, look, it's just one game. It's just the Raiders. Uh, but the Raiders were pretty hot coming in, mm-hmm. at least offensively. We knew defensively that they could be had. We knew, and and El Gunna, thanks so much, man, but we knew that this was a team that could be had in terms of when the Saints had the football. But defensively, this was a tough matchup on paper. Now, you don't have Darren Waller, and that was a big deal. Not Him not being there, Waller's had a history of doing well against the Saints. We know the Saints aren't great at covering tight ends, and Foster Moreau made some plays for them, so you got to think if Waller was in there, he would have probably done even more with those passes, so... I do think that was a big deal, but, you know, obviously he's not there. You completely bottle up Devontae Adams. You take him out of the game. And I thought the difference in this game was the Saints' ability to get pressure with four people. Uh, They rushed mostly with four all game. I'm talking Cam Jordan, David Onyemata, Peyton Turner. Uh, Interesting decision by the Saints to keep Granderson out. He was a healthy and active today. Uh, That gave the Saints the chance to play Passigno and Peyton Turner a little bit more. I thought they played really well. Uh, Budrich, unmute yourself. Uh, you're up next. What you got for us? 
I'm just embracing the chaos, baby. I want to see fucking all this shit just get burned down. I mean, the well, fact Atlanta, that have... Atlanta, look, Atlanta's about to kick, and it looks like they're maybe going to win this this game. It's a 41 yard field goal, but assuming yeah. this kick goes through the uprights, I'm sure they're going to ice them. So we might have to wait about 30 seconds, but. Uh, what are your thoughts just on how this division shakes up, regardless of whether he makes the kick or not? Are you feeling better about the Saints having a realistic shot of making the playoffs and winning this division? Man, if the defensive line can do just even 50% of what they did against the Raiders, we got a damn good shot. Like, if Peyton Turner, I'm not expecting a two-sack, just stuffing a run kind of shit. I'm just, if he could just play like a, like a borderline starter as a reserve, then I think we have a damn good fucking chance of winning this game, of winning this division. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it goes to show, and look, the Saints have been in all these games. They, they really have. Every one of these games has been close. They've all been one-score games. And so, to me, what this comes, out to, comes down to is you, you just have to not turn it over. You, you have to not do the things that lose you games. And what yeah. we saw today was the Saints play clean football now – Andy Dalton did have that one throw that really should have been a pick, and it wasn't, thank God. But, you know, the Saints are the ones that get the one turnover, uh, and that's enough to win them the game. Yeah, and fun Saints facts today, of course, Raiders are the fourth team. The Saints have shut out multiple times and are also the first team to shut to uh, be shut out and for the Saints to shut them out in, in two home games. Because the rest of them, Jets shut them out. When they shut them out, both were on the road. And Falcons and Bucks were one and one each, home and road. Interesting. Well, that, that's good stuff. Well, hey, Budrich, thanks as always uh, for joining us. We got some other people to get to. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons did just win. Young Way Koo made his kick. So, so there you have it. Um, that is going to be your first place, Atlanta Falcons at four and four. The Saints and Bucks, one game behind, tied at three and five for second place. And Carolina's now in the cellar. Uh, they're two and six. And uh, you have to feel like even though they fought, the, fought valiantly today and Carolina's kind of played some pretty good football the last two weeks, you got to feel like that kind of buries Carolina a little bit. That, that's, that, was, it, that, felt, that game right there, that felt like their last hurrah. That's, that's a tough one to lose where you, you, you connect on a Hail Mary, you miss the extra point, you miss a gimme field goal in overtime. Uh, I just think that might be like the straw that broke the camel's back for them. You wonder if the effort level on the side of losing a game like this, and you trade away Christian McCaffrey, you trade away Robbie Anderson, you, you fired your coach. I, I just wonder if the effort level is going to continue for Carolina. So we'll see. Um, all right, let's go to my dad, Stephen Juge. Unmute yourself. Uh, give, give us your thoughts on where we're at. And look – you know, my, I, I'll, I'll say this, Dad. Like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that Atlanta lost this game. And the reason I say that is, you know, go ahead and let's put, let's put Carolina in the cellar. That's fine. And because here's the thing. Carolina would have been 3-0. and And, it, you know, if they're in the middle, played out. And, and now that they're kind of out of it, the Saints actually hold a tiebreaker over Atlanta. So all you really need is a win next week. Atlanta loses. And not only are you tied for first, but you own the tiebreaker. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. 
Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and I'm 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 sitting 30 minutes from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I'm I'm not worried about the Falcons at all. I mean, what a funny game! But no, I'm I'm encouraged. You know, look, I, I think you guys have covered it. I saw a lot of positive things today. Still, people hurt, but no. What struck me most is, look, we got out to a fast start. We neutralized Josh Jacobs completely, and then, um, you know, here we go. We're going into the fourth quarter, and I'm thinking, when is the comeback going to start? Right? Might have lost you know, him there. You're in the you're you're in the fourth quarter, and you're thinking. Are they still going to keep their pedal on the gas and not let up, you know? And and they didn't. Not they sure go if, I on can hear nine... you, if you guys can hear me. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I can hear I'm you. Gonna can you hear me? Speakers down. And if you want to ask to rejoin, uh, I don't I don't know what's going on audio-wise there. Uh, ECIV, I'm going to try you. Uh, Wait, I can, I can hear you. Okay, you can hear me. You can all okay. hear me. E- ECIV, go ahead, man. You're up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have the flu. But um, uh, you you can put your dad back on if if you can see because I can hear him and I can hear you. you. you he, did he did he ever cut out for you or no? No. Okay, no, it might have been on my end though. So yeah, dad, dad, I'll uh, I'll invite you to speak again. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he, I I have to bring him back in ECIV. So you go ahead. Um, so yeah, Falcons at four and four. But like I said, I, I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Ain't nobody worry about them. Uh, <laughs> they not, they not, not gonna do nothing anyway. Like they, they didn't overachieve so far. Congrats, but they'll be done overachieving soon when the when you know when when we get later in the season. When because you know Mariota's still their quarterback. Well, Mariota's so. still their quarterback, and look, I know they just won the game, and I'm sure they're excited. I'm sure their fans are excited coming out of that stadium because they're in first place in the division and all that, but. That loss in week one to the Saints where J- Jameis basically went ham on them in the fourth quarter and they gagged that up. And now here you let DJ Moore get behind you for a 60-yard bomb with 10 seconds left. I- I- I'm sorry, but, like, this secondary, I feel like any quarterback goes in the- goes up against them and feels like they're going to light them up. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Like, and they, they are going to see their schedule. I don't think they have the, the easiest schedule in the universe either. Like, it's it's not like they're going to be going through cakewalking the rest of the league. Like, they've got the Chargers next week. 
Yeah, they got the Chargers next week. Then they got Carolina again. That one will be in Carolina. So, you know, but I, I just think the Falcons aren't good enough to take any game for granted. So, you know, it, it, and, and same with the Saints, by the way. I, yeah, I, we're not good enough to do that either. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's everyone in the division. But, you know, ECIV, I'll ask you this. Like, how the Saints go into a situation where they'll, they'll know what the results of everyone else will be next week because they play Monday night football at home against the Ravens. They will know how Atlanta did. They'll know how Tampa did. And, and they'll know if they have a chance to take first place in the division by winning against the Ravens. How do you feel about that matchup going up against Lamar Jackson? Because, look, that Ravens secondary, a ton of injuries. They're really struggling on the back end. I feel like this is, again, another matchup where you feel good about the Saints moving the football. Defensively, they have really struggled with mobile quarterbacks. But we're kind of seeing a new side. And the Saints now, they'll get an extra day of rest here since they play next Monday. How do you feel about that matchup? Look, I do really think that the Saints match up well against the Ravens offensively. But you have to remember, too, we could have Lattimore back next week. And they have Bateman out, right? The Ravens have a lot of injuries at wide receiver and at, and at uh, like, their receiving positions, their skill positions. Uh, Mark Andrews is hurt. Bateman is hurt. Um one of their other wide receivers is hurt uh, and they just lost their starting running back. So it's not like, you know, the, the Ravens are this offensive juggernaut that they were early in the season. And Lamar Jackson hasn't been playing well these last couple of games. Right. So, you know, while I do think that while this team does struggle a lot with their mobile quarterbacks, as we have for a long time now, um, that it's going to be harder for him to be able to move the football because he might be missing some weapons, especially Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. If we can have a game where Mark Andrews isn't playing, right, I think that increases our chances a whole lot, and, and we have a legitimate chance of winning. In fact, if Mark Andrews isn't playing and he doesn't have Bateman, we might be favored in that game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, look, if the Saints play the way they did today defensively, they can beat anybody in the league. I, I, I would go as far as to say that Kansas City, Buffalo – I mean, those are teams they can hang with if they play like they did today defensively. I mean, they, they, I got to give they, Dennis they, Allen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to give yeah. Dennis Allen his credit for picking Andy Dalton. I have to. We've been shitting on him all season. But he made a good decision this time with the quarterbacks. I, I got to give him. Got to give him that much. Yeah, thanks, ECIV. And you know, look, it's interesting. I think with, with Andy Dalton in particular. Um, you know, to me, it's still a week-to-week thing. I, I, I don't know that I personally would say I'm committed to Andy Dalton for the whole season. Uh, to me, it's very much week-to-week. I think he's played well enough that he's now earned the right to start another game. So I think you start him against the Ravens, and you see how it goes. But I think as long as you're moving the football offensively, you're taking care of the football, you're making good decisions, as long as Andy Dalton can continue to do that, I, I, I think he's putting the team right now in the best position to win, and I, so I think you stick with them. So, yeah, I, and look, I think the one mistake that, that Dennis Allen made is he really should have made the switch after the Falcons game. I, I know you're riding high off the fourth quarter that, that you have mm-hmm. Jameis Winston. But, like, I don't know, Ralph, what do you think? Like, I, I, I yeah. think if anything I, the, the, if anything, I feel like they should have made the decision sooner to go to Andy Dalton. Well, I think the, I think the, the big thing was the Carolina game. Like, and knowing what we know now about the back, and he hurt the f- – foot worse against Tampa like something that was true. Their secondary 
is dreadful. And the thing about Baltimore that's, that, that their offense, they struggle because we don't think of it this way, but Lamar Jackson, like, he wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field. Like, he's a guy, like, he needs a really good, like, slot receiver and, like, a third down running back. Like, he wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field. You don't necessarily think of him that way. But their offense is really, I wouldn't call it bad, but it's kind of like like a clogged toilet. And Saints can win. The Saints can win Monday. Like, they can win depending on health. And, listen, I, I know we're all sad because Car- Carolina bl- gagged it up and Atlanta won. But, like, the NFC, like, the NFC South, like the Saints are three and five. Andrew, I think if you go five and four and you win all your NFC South games and you get to eight and nine, I think there. I really like. I think that'll. I think that'll. I think that'll get you a division title. And the thing with the Saints t- today that gives me the most optimism is listen if they'd have won today we'd have taken a win right no matter how you get it because even if it was even if the Raiders had turned the ball over three times and the Saints had turned the ball over twice and they hadn't played well like we'd have been like they won they're three and five they're in this but the fact Andrew that they played so freaking good and you saw a complete performance and you're like okay there might be a good Team in yeah. here somewhere. No, I, I think we finally saw what they're. Yeah, I, I think we finally saw what they're capable of, and when they're not turning the football over, and you know, I, I think offensively, again, as long as Taysom Hill stays healthy, as long as Alvin Kamara stays healthy, the Saints have shown that they, they can be effective moving the football with those, those two guys kind of being the linchpin of the offense. Uh, Dad, unmute yourself. Sorry, I cut you off earlier. It was uh, technical difficulties yep. on my end. Uh, yep. by, by, by the way, I'm, I'm kind of I'm watching the Pelicans now. They're up 91 to 74 on the LA Clippers, so they seem to have that game well in hand. Look like they're headed to a four and two record, so that was, that's looking good. Okay, can you hear me all right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah, yeah. No, no. One thing to, to me, to me, guys, the, the exclamation point on the game is you know. Here you are up 24 nothing early in the fourth quarter, and I'm thinking, you know, when's the comeback going to start? Are we going to let up? You know, and we basically kept our foot on the throttle. We kept our neck on our foot on their neck. We go for this 9-minute and 15-second drive. We didn't get points, but that's okay because we ate up, you know, 80% of the fourth quarter and left them with nothing. So I'm really encouraged that we got out to a fast start and that we really finished the game well in the fourth quarter. So I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to what's next. I think we got, you know, a lot of football left, but I think there's a lot of promising things to build on. No, you nailed it. I, I think anytime you play a game like that and you win, it, really from start to finish, and then just completely dominate and and control the line of scrimmage on both sides. Uh, th- this is honestly what I expected to see more of this year was the Saints to dominate up front on the defensive side of the ball. I. I I, I think, if anything, the offensive line has, has pleasantly surprised me this year, and, and, and they've outplayed teams in the trenches. But it's been really seldom that we've seen the defensive line play like this. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit in Tampa uh, when they played against the Bucks, and may, maybe a little bit here and there some other games. But this was really a start to finish. Yep. I mean, this, is a, this, this was the Dennis Allen defense we remember from the last few years. 
Yeah. Last thing I want to say, Andrew, my, my favorite stat is 35 minutes time of possession to 25. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Well, one of my, one of my favorite, thanks so much. Yeah. I think one of my favorite stats, Ralph, is that the Raiders did not cross midfield <laughs> until the right. fourth quarter when they, when they benched David or Derek Carr. That yeah. And it, he played, he played, to be honest, he kind of played like David Carr today. He did. And listen, the Saints, you know, they had their moments against Minnesota where they were cooking those tackles for Minnesota a little bit. But this is the kind of performance. Like, you look at the schedule, Andrew, and you're like, the Steelers? That's not frightening. Balt- you know, Baltimore probably be like a point and a half favorite. But, like, Pittsburgh, that's not frightening. Like, the rest of this schedule, besides the game in Philadelphia, like, All of these games are going eight of them are incredibly winnable games. Will they win all eight? No. But the fact of the matter is like I think they're gonna start to dig out of this. That's the, the other thing I wanted to say. Like the performance today, Andrew, it gives me hope that this today just wasn't a one-off win where they two bad teams had a pillow fight and the Saints came out on top. Today gave me hope that they can like dig out of this and like maybe they can maybe they can go on a run and win three out of four and you look up and you're like, wow, we're six and six. I, I that's the thing that's most encouraging to me. Like you want to you want to hope and you want to believe. And listen, are the Saints fortunate they're in the worst division maybe that we've ever seen? Yes. But again, not our problem. Like just, <laughs> just go, just go out and win these games, and listen. Like Atlanta, well, it is, it is our problem, but it's a great problem. Now. It is, it yeah. is our problem. And listen, I would say this: I, I, if you told me to rank the teams most likely to win the South, I would say the team that I'm going to put last is going to surprise you. I think the team that's least likely to win it is Tampa. Like, I just think Tampa is – they have they had some more injuries. They lost Shaq Barrett. I think Tampa is a bunch of veteran guys that I don't know that they're going to give a shit about winning the South when they were like, we're competing for a title. And I just don't – they didn't have uh, – they didn't have good vibes and body language on Thursday is all I'm saying. That team, they're, te- they're teetering as all losing bad teams do, Andrew. They're teetering on falling into you know, eliminate a team. I think I would pick Tampa as the team least likely to win. And I know people are probably screaming at me and they'll probably scream at me in the spaces in a minute if I can hang on with my bad connection in Lakeview. But that's what I think. I think Tampa was the least likely to win. And against all yeah, my, this week. My my, uh, my connection is terrible too, Ralph, but I I can't tell if it's you or me, but uh, you're, you're cutting in and out a lot. But no, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. And, and I do think that Tampa, look, I, I think Carolina losing today maybe buries them. Um, and, and I do think they're the worst team. And they, they've kind of already, like, they fired their coach. They've traded McCaffrey. They're, they're kind of already tanking. Uh, and, and, but, like, look, I, I think the Saints are going to fight till the better end. They don't have a first-round pick. They're not going to trade Kamara after the way he played today. Are you kidding me? No. So, like, I, I just think you can rest assured that if Mickey Loomis has to make a trade at the deadline. And, look, 
hopefully at some point, I, I make no promises at this point because I, I, I'm starting to wonder if Michael Thomas has a foot anymore. But it, maybe Michael Thomas comes back and Lattimore comes back. I mean, you need those guys. And, and think about how they play today and think about how much better they can be with those guys coming back. And then you know, maybe Trevor Penning comes back and he can start for you. Imagine what Trevor Penning could do in the run game when you're doing pace and power. So, man, man, there's some things to be excited about. And it's like the record almost – look, they're one game out of first place uh, and coming off of a win, and, and you're chasing Atlanta. And Atlanta is not good. And here's my, here's my question. Look, look, all the splash reports today where teams were calling about Kamara and Mickey Loomis like, no. was like, no, unless you godfather me and offer me multiple first, no. But here's my question to you, Andrew. Saints are three and five. They just won 24 to nothing. Loomis being Loomis is probably, he's not, we, I'm 100% sure he's not liquidating at the trade deadline now. But if he's looking for something, and I'm not saying he'll get a star, and I'm not saying, but if he's looking for something, what's a position where we could be playing the breaking news siren on Tuesday at about 3.30 where we're like the Saints just made a trade and gave up a fourth or a fifth or whatever, and they got this position. You don't have to give me a name, but give me a position where Loomis might be hunting for a guy. Yeah, I think offensively, like, you have to feel pretty good. Uh, yeah, obviously, look, if they could get a quarterback, that'd be great. <laughs> so, I mean, but obviously you're not going to get a good quarterback better than Dalton or Jameis at this stage. So, I would say defensive tackle. That would be my answer. I I like the way Onyemata played today. Uh, I like the way that uh, – I like some moments that they had up front with, I, I guess, Malcolm Roach would be the other mm-hmm. guy that I would single out. But, like, so – I do think they played well in the interior, but if, if they could get a more disruptive guy up the middle, I think that's probably the one spot where they feel the weakest right now. Uh, we're, we're about to cut loose, but before we do, we got one more request from, from Troy. So, Troy, I'm going to add you as a speaker now, and I'm going to let you uh, speak up at the buzzer here. So unmute yourself and uh, tell us what you think. I just want to see what y'all's opinion on Alante Taylor. Yeah, Troy, thanks for the question. I, you know, look, I, I think it's one of those things where you, you draft a guy and you're in a good spot where you don't have to play him right away because you have Lattimore, you have Debo, you have Bradley Roby. And so I think as they started the season, and look, before, before the season started, they had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson too. So they were really four deep at corner. I, I call Chauncey Gardner-Johnson a corner because he was playing the slot. And I just feel like they were in a good spot where they drafted that guy Maybe it didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time. I remember a lot of us just being like, why did they draft a corner? But, man, at the top of the show, I was asking the question, should he be starting over a Debo when Lattimore comes back? And I, I think uh, – I can't, I can't remember who answered that, but I think that was the right answer that, you know, ideally you put him in the slot, get him closer to the line of scrimmage, use his tackling ability, you keep a Debo outside, and, and, and you, keep, you have all of them playing together. But now you can start to understand the vision about why they picked him, about why they traded away Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Alante Taylor is going to be a stud. And I, I think the prospect of having a Debo, Taylor, and Lattimore uh, for the next several years, you're three deep at that position, and you, you got to feel really good about the talent. Yeah, and, and listen, I think, Andrew, I think it, you know when they drafted Taylor, I think they were like, listen, we're not going to – we're not – signing Chauncey we're probably not signing Chauncey Gardner Johnson to an extension but maybe they had hope 
hope that like listen we yeah. probably won't sign him to an extension but we'll get one over you and Taylor 23 so it was a bit of long term play right and they had to, they felt like they had to get rid Yeah, no, that, that's a good point, Ralph. Thanks for that. I, I agree that uh, I just think Taylor was probably a two-year plan, but he's accelerated that uh, with his play. And, and it's kind of like Kamara, honestly. Remember when they added Kamara, they had Adrian Peterson, they had Ingram, so they didn't feel like uh, they were in a situation where they had to necessarily play Kamara right away, uh, just sprinkle him in here and there. And he was just so good his rookie year that he basically made Adrian Peterson obsolete and they traded him away and they were there. We don't need AP anymore. Uh, we, we, we've got Camara. So uh, Erica, I'm going to let you uh, chime in before we jump. Uh, unmute yourself. What you got? I, I don't know if this is brought up yet, but I'm really interested in what everybody thinks about Rashid Shahid because I have a really good feeling about this guy and I think he could possibly be a starter from here on out. Erica, yeah, I appreciate you bringing up my UDFA adopted son. Uh, look, he, yeah, he, 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 how, how else can you say it? He, he's explosive. He's an explosive player. You want the ball in his hands. Uh, I was glad to see the Saints for a change not feed the ball to him once, get a touchdown, and then stop feeding him the ball. So uh, kudos to Pete Carmichael. By the way, Pete Carmichael orchestrated a, a masterful game plan today. Uh, he, Pete Carmichael has been on point for weeks now. I mean, he's been killing it with his preparation, his game planning. Uh, I was told this week that the Saints had their best practice of the season all, all week. That they, they were just in the building. They were locked in. They were having great practices. I was told that the level of confidence, especially in this matchup, was really, really high. Uh, they felt really good about the game plan and just how they were going to be able to exploit the Raiders. And, and, and part of that is – incorporating your weapons and working in more of your guys. And I just think Rashid Shahid is one of those guys where he's so explosive. You got to get the ball in his hands. And, you know, I don't think he's all there yet uh, in terms of his route running and his catching. I mean, obviously he's not Chris Olave. I don't think he's that polished of a receiver yet, but he's so fast, stupid fast. You've got to incorporate him in the playbook right now. He reminds me a little bit of Joe Morgan. I don't know if you guys remember Joe Morgan, but he was a guy that, maybe catch one or two passes a game, but he would stretch the defense and he'd get you over the top, maybe get you a touchdown, and he'd average, he'd average 30-something yards a catch. Right now, he's kind of like a gimmick uh, matchup guy that, that maybe makes one or two plays for you a week. But I think as he gets more comfortable in this offense, I think you have to start to incorporate him more. And I, I just think his playbook uh, and the plays that he contributes are going to expand week to week. So – at this point, look, Deontay Hardy is potentially out for the year. I think you look at Rashid Shahid as his role expanding in this offense beyond what Traquan Smith gives you, beyond what Callaway gives you. I think you have to find ways to put the ball in his hands because he just makes the offense better. Um, so anyway, again, hey, guys, if you haven't already, please consider becoming a patron. You can find out information about all the tiers for subs on our website. Uh, your, your subscriptions help us do this and help us keep this going. So we appreciate your support all so much. Uh, you can find out more information about that by visiting our website, which is saintshappyhour.com. And if you become a $10 patron, uh, you, you get, you get your, uh, you, if you go annual, you get your first month free. And if you want a refund after a month, you don't like it for whatever reason, sign up for a month. If you don't like it, we'll still send you the booze bundle. 
and we guarantee you get all your money back. So that's a great deal going on right now. So consider it again, more information at saintshappyhour.com. And uh, look, Saints at three and five, huge win against the Raiders today. Enjoy it, celebrate, because we don't know when this next win is coming. I mean, we think we might be in this, but the Saints have been pretty bad at times this year. So enjoy this like there's no tomorrow. Celebrate. Uh, the Saints are one game back to first place. Playoffs in sight. Who dat? Uh, and for now, the bar is closed. <laughs>